0: What I find very refreshing about everything you're saying is that you are just kind of bringing it to everyone quite directly, you know? You're not really skirting around the issue. So I guess I wanted to kind of get into that, if possible. Like, you will have had to have taken billions of meetings with people who are kind of considered to have, like, time poor and, you know, millions of other priorities. How have you managed to kind of Get them to stop and listen.
1: I tend to gravitate towards people who already are listening. (laughs) They're listening and they're looking. They're searching themselves. Because I just don't buy into the idea that rich people suck. (laughs) It's just not the way it is. It's not them, us sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of tapped into this understanding of there are a lot of people who they have the means and they want to figure out how to be part of something different than they're already they've been part of Mm. and there's a lot who don't Mm. and the ones who don't if they haven't been convinced at this point it really is not my job or my interest in Mm. trying to convince everyone yeah yeah it's just like that to me that's a wasted energy Mm. and it's I feel like there are a lot of people who are willing to listen and Mm. willing to learn outside of their comfort zone and think outside the box and all those things. So why not pour into that rather than trying to scream into the wind and and fight? And that, to me, would be more self-serving. And, there you know, it may not be that the way I'm doing it is the best way. Mm. It may be that I'm choosing a path of less resistance. But to me, it just seems more strategic to find people who are seeking out something Mm. and have something for them yeah that was
0: what came through in the fast company interview is like you're kind of pragmatic really Mm -hmm. you know and yeah in fact in that interview you basically yeah say the same around like what's the point of trying to kind of move a mountain when there are you know pebbles that are kind Mm -hmm. of able to move Mm -hmm. you know there's like a persistence and a realism about your approach and You know, yesterday you said that kind of possibly some of these skills came from your sort of previous career in music and you kind of, you know, got a nose for kind of people Mm -hmm. um, and bullshit. You know, with that kind of idea of, like, wasted energy, it's like that's one of the biggest challenges in... and, And tell me if I'm wrong, but my reading is, like, one of the biggest challenges in any of this kind of progressive stuff is that you can also get kind of resistance from... The communities you're trying to kind of impact because they say you know they can feel like the ends don't justify the means mm-hmm. do you ever f- encounter that kind of stuff and do you you know what do you say
1: yeah i to mean them? There's, uh, yeah there's no way to please everybody <laughs> mm. so absolutely the more attention i get for this just by a number of percentages you know just mm. by numbers and odds yeah the more i hear in that way and it's just not enough For me to cower you know it it is a group and that group is going to get bigger Mm -hmm. because anytime you're doing something different you're going to hear from different people yeah and i keep an open mind with it because i don't know everything so maybe i'm going to hear something that changes the way i think of something and that's that happens all the time yeah but when it comes to people who are just simply standing on the sidelines upset about something mm. and have no solution, have no better way of doing it, haven't done anything themselves, mm. to me they're, you know, they're, they're noise. And yeah. it, it does surprise me sometimes, certain people's response, because it just feels like it's so uninformed
0: mm. and
1: it's so self-sabotaging yeah. in a way. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm trying to do something really cool here and it will benefit you if it works. Why yeah. are you, step, you know, like putting your foot in front of me? Yeah. But I don't spend a ton of time asking that question. I have the question, I wonder about it, and then I kind of have to move on. Because if I don't, if I sit and just wallow in that, and you know, it definitely it hits me, I'm a human, but if I wallow in it, where do I go? Like what mm. do I do?
0: I like what you just said there, like you, I mean, that's another kind of aspect of what you're bringing to the whole conversation, which is, you know, we think of VCs as basically kind of wizards in towers, you know, like Mm -hmm. unaccessible people Mm -hmm. with kind of unimaginable wealth Mm -hmm. and therefore sort of unimaginable control over people's Mm -hmm. lives. But yeah, it's like you've been sort of bringing a human face to that through your Twitter account, but also, yeah, just all of the talks you've given. Yeah, Um,
1: talks and... And mainly, the work that I do behind the scenes,
0: what was a su- Was it a surprise that people were so receptive?
1: It wasn't a surprise that people were, I'm sorry, I lost the word that you said. Receptive. receptive. It was because I've spent so much time mm. working one-on-one with people and like, you know, really, really doing their work and really having these conversations. Mm. I found product market fit you know. Yeah. And so that part wasn't surprising because we've we've been out here saying, "Hey, we deserve a chance too. This this isn't just for some people mm. to have a a piece of. Like the whole country should be invited to it and then, you know, yep. to the table." So, um that didn't surprise me. I think what does surprise me sometimes is how intense some sometimes people yeah. are when it comes to like when I meet them yeah, and it's not bad, but it, that definitely surprises me. It was like people cry and people, you know, drive from hours (laughs) away and things like that. And so I'm like, Oh, that's, it's really amazing. And I've, I've been around, um, music almost my whole life in Mm. some way or another, either as a fan trying to sneak backstage or working, you know, eventually working in music. So I've always had this respect for people who get in line, who stay in li- stand in line for mm. hours for something, for someone they care about, or who spend their money, or who you know mm. have to jump through hoops, have always thought really deeply about the ticket holder mm. and what they had to do in order to be in the room to listen to the show, to mm. see the show, beyond buying the ticket. Yeah, I, I think about those stories so much it, already, mm. so when I'm meeting people and they're saying, hey, I drove five hours so that I could maybe get a chance to pitch you for 30 seconds. Mm. That's, like, that's really powerful. You know, it's really something.
0: You know, one of the things that came up in your article as well was, like, there were two aspects. One is, is that you get this kind of maximalist challenge thrown at you. Like if we're gonna do a black accelerator or you know a black tech fund or whatever it's called, it's like you have to be the best in the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you respond to that? And is it even true?
1: So we have internal standards mm. that, we, that are very important to us. Mm. You can see it in the caliber of people that work with us. You can see it in the companies that we invest in and the way that we treat our companies. Mm. Um, that, that is non-negotiable to me, that we have this standard. Everyone who's working on this feels the same way. They have a standard for themselves, and that's how we kind of found each other. So I know we wouldn't have started the accelerator, for instance, if, it, if we didn't think we could do re- a really great job. Yeah. At the same time, there's very little time between us announcing something or doing something mm. and the world saying, okay, what's next? You know, okay. like, okay, you did that, but you got to now do this to next thing. Yeah. And not really taking into account what it must have taken to do what we've done. <laughs> yeah. And so that part is a little frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, we are always, I say internally, we always stay in front of the hype. Yeah. And so there's always something going on behind the scenes mm. that is beyond what you see publicly so that I never want to get in a situation where where we have to catch up to the hype. Yeah. yeah. But
0: is it even kind of fair or rational of some of those kind of people to even say, you know, if we're even going to do this, we have to be 10 times better than oh, no, anything else? no, absolutely not. No? No, it's
1: ridiculous. Yeah. And also, you know, another thing that happened with the Accelerator is people were immediately trying to compare us to Y Combinator. Yeah. I say... I want to compete with Y Combinator, mm. but I want to compete with Y Combinator's first year. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to compete with com- Y Combinator's fifteenth year, because that doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so that's the difference. You know, I do want to compete, and I but like the reasonable, you know, thoughtful people would understand that we, you know, like the different people say, well, why don't you do this, this, and this internally? You should do this, this, and this, and it's like. How am I supposed to make that happen with our resources? Like, how mm. do you imagine? And what we've done already is pretty phenomenal. Mm. And we definitely constantly are put on this certain standard that's very odd. Mm. But it's something we're also used to. The same people that say you have to be 10 times as good to be treated as equal and mm. venture, which has been said to me, were also the kids or the teachers who said, you have to make more than 100 on a test in order to be even like taken seriously Mm. in the room there are many times where i made the highest score Mm. in a test on any given day right and that was just my entrance fee to be able to be like oh okay well maybe we'll trust her with the question next time yeah you know so i'm kind of i'm used to that
0: does that relate to the kind of in in the article, you also said, you know, sometimes one black woman in a room of VCs has to represent all black people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that kind of part of the same idea or are they kind of two separate ideas? I
1: mean, they're, they're related. Yeah. Like, and, and I said this last night to a few people. Just because there's another black gay woman in the room doesn't mm. mean they're going to agree with me. Yeah. And that's good. Yeah. That's the point. Like, exactly. That, that should be competing. I should be challenged. Mm. I can't represent everyone. I don't Mm. represent everyone. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I even internally, I don't represent everyone. Mm. And there's like five of us. There's five black women in tech, and we're all mistaken for each other constantly. We're all sent stuff to each other. Yeah. We're all asked for this to the same panels, Mm. all of that. And my favorite panels or favorite discussions are with these black women, Mm. where we don't agree with each other. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But <laughs> like challenge me, please. Mm. Not the ones where it's like, well, we'll bring them on to, to do this point of view and then we'll bring mm. this guy over to do this point. That doesn't make
0: sense. Because, you know, one of the things I just noticed in general around any kind of like you know, issue, like social justice type issue, is that there's a tendency towards alliances, you know, between yeah, the, the five, you know, mm-hmm. people that exist. And in a, in a way, that's kind of a shame. It's like, in the end, we, everyone ends up kind of having to operate like a hive mind when actually you want kind of people to kind of yeah. split out on their own and conquer new territory, yeah. form an alliance yeah. later.
1: It's just, the way, it's just the way it has to happen at the beginning because you're covering so much ground. Yeah. You don't get very far if you are that splintered. Yeah, And so, you know, you start off with the same idea and the same purpose. Yeah. And so I, I would say that all of us that I'm thinking of, we have the same purpose. Yeah. And we want to get to the same place. Now mm. what is exciting to us, and I'll say speak for myself and and I would you know, venture to guess that they would say the same, is that the more things that we do, the more experience we get, the more assets under management we have, mm. the more creative we can be and the more competitive we can be. Mm. And that's that is part of like the the outlook that's part of what we want to do yeah. now we also want to just like others do like there's you know i can go to any city in the world i can go to any industry in the world and i can say oh i know those guys over there mm. literally those guys are over there and they are friendly competitors yeah so they're gonna they might all get in the round but yeah. then one of them's going to try to lead like, they're right. going to try to like, fight to lead. Okay. And, but at the same time, they're getting that round done. Mm. They're getting that funding done for that founder. Mm. And so I think that's what we're—that's our next stage here is, mm. yeah, we have to be very focused too. So any of this sort of, like, sabotage or infighting or anything that happens is so counterproductive. Mm. Because we do have to get to the next step mm. before we can do any of that.
0: It's like coopetition mm-hmm. to cooperate mm-hmm. and compete. In that sense, you know, initially in the Fast Company article, you know, one of the objectives is at least from the first five million fund was to get some of these companies to a stage that they can attract follow-on capital. Yeah. And that's happened. Yeah. Yeah, I, You know, my friends at Mm AleraSoft, they've just, you know, they're some of the, you know, I love them. And then yesterday, though, you said, you know, actually, you're kind of now gearing up for a hundred million is the target because you want to provide their follow-on. Yeah,
1: that's. That's the future. Really yeah. For sure.
0: In that sense, being that kind of playing that kind of role that, you know, is the early stage role and then allowing others to invest that follow on capital. That seems like or quite a traditional role to play in the VC world as well.
1: Which one?
0: The early stage fund, mm-hmm. then, then brokers the, the kind yeah. of deals for the follow on capital. Yes. So was that kind of something you saw from the beginning when you were kind of pursuing this? Yeah. It's like this is how other VCs work. I'm going to do that.
1: No, well, both, both. It's how it's working. So we're not trying to. We're we're going to be VCs. This is just. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to explain my blackness every day. You know. Yeah. I'm just going to be a VC, and and this is the where I'm targeting. Yeah. This is our thesis. This is what we're doing. Exactly. So that that's part of it. Another part of it is, absolutely. I I want more equity in these companies.
0: Yeah, okay. Cool. I, I
1: want more equity. Yeah, I yeah, want, yeah, I want... We get to see a lot, and we get to see... Peek into the future. And I don't want to sit on the sidelines and, you know, do all that. So that it's it's only natural that we get more and more capital under management. It's just a natural progression. The third thing is, it takes a long time, relatively long time, mm. from the moment you think of something to when it actually happens. So if you mm. imagine... What's happening right now, what you see, that's why you asked about, you know, is it surprising? Like what you see right now is, is a combination what I,
0: of six is, years. Yeah, six years. <laughs>
1: so, from the reason I say we want 100 million mm. is because 100 million is like every random fund. Yeah, yeah. That's not that crazy. Yeah. And we have to start you know, now Mm. saying it in order to get it.
0: You know, one aspect of VCs that I think is kind of obscure to the rest of the world is just, like, where's this money coming from, you know? Like, who's putting in $100 million? And... You know, obviously, you you know, you've got Microsoft, Airbnb, Slack, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But are there kind of individual investors as well? That uh,
1: so so I I I hope that you know that we don't have a no, no
0: I, fund. I mean, in your first five million, and now your yeah first 6 yeah million. yeah. So
1: hundred, it's a, it's another part of this. On top of everything else, mm. is just the understanding of venture capital exactly. So it's not going to be slack, and it 's not going to be Microsoft putting into a hundred million dollar fund it 's a different right. group of investors yeah it is a it 's an institutional at that point it's it's not crazy institutional because mm. some institutions have to put fifty million into something because they have such money under management yeah but it it's it becomes now fund of funds, yeah it becomes endowments, foundations, some insurance companies, corporations. Mm individual family offices who can put a million to five million in. Yeah. It becomes, that's the group you're talking about now. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a Microsoft thing and it wouldn't be this or that. Yeah. But all those players are involved in other ways. So you're talking about M&A, thinking about Mm. M&A for the future for companies, not only for our companies, but companies that are just run by diverse people. Yeah. And looking into the future for the whole ecosystem. Yeah. So that's the role that they play. Okay. And this part is nothing that I've created. Yeah. This is how the world works. Mm. And every fund, so if you, if you look at any, like look at Owler or look at Axios or look at Fortune's daily newsletter, anytime you scroll down to the new funds, mm. anything that is 100 million to 300 million, are the people we're talking about right now. Yeah. And that happens every single day. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of funds are started. Yeah. And a $100 million fund is cute to most people.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But does it come from, like, so you'll attract those institutional investors, essentially, to get to get to that next 100 million fund are they more are they mission driven in the same way as do you expect them to be sort of mission driven or performance driven and
1: both both yeah we wouldn't accept anything less okay so they're both because that's what we are yeah and and i can tell you f- f- you know from 3 solid years of talking to institutionals and talking to them all the time mm. that there are very few people who are only mission-driven who have that type of money okay they want returns yep and there are people who think that they would get the right returns with the right profile Mm. now on top of everything we're doing not just our thesis but the fact that we're so early yes so new that is hard for institutionals to underwrite Yep. it just is it wouldn't matter if i was a white dude it wouldn't matter anything it's hard for them to, to underwrite so I guess what you're getting from this is that like, everything that we've done is... A work in progress. Well, it's a work in progress, but it's probably 100 times harder than it seems. Exactly. Than we make it seem.
0: Yes. One thing Illerisov said is like you took a very modest investment, you Mm -hmm. know, a very modest amount of. Yeah, we invest 25,000 to to 100,000 in each
1: company in the first 100 companies.
0: And then they said that the support that you've given them has been massive, you know, connected them in Silicon Valley, you know, they've attracted this follow on capital. Is that kind of deliberate too, you know, or just hard nosed economics?
1: It's absolutely in the In the blueprint, when I started that we would I or whoever ended up working with me, would try to provide as much value as possible mm. uh, based on what we knew the, some of the pain points were. The part about the check size mm-hmm. is never my intention, yeah, because it always is based on what we're able to raise, yeah. so I raised all of that money. That you know, and if I think a hundred million is cute, right? Yeah. If I know that people think that, then you know what I think of five million. So, mm. but five million raised twenty five thousand at a time mm. is a life's work, right? In three years, exactly six years at this point. And so, I absolutely went out asking for more. I went out asking for twenty. I went mm. out asking for fifty. Yeah, that wasn't going to happen. It just wasn't going to happen with mm. everything that I had. Mm. I was facing. So I said, well, you know what? I know i need to write a check mm. because no one is going to listen to me on the investor side if i don't so then i started when i realized okay right. i'm probably going to be raising about a million a year here or million 1.5 a year mm. so if i'm going to do that and i still have the idea that it needs to be bold and it needs to be, there needs to be 100 companies in this portfolio by 2020 then what i need to do is add maybe the 25k or the 50k check Is in cash, but maybe 950k is in in value.
0: Yeah. But I guess what, what I'm kind of driving at is like probably you had a lot of pressure to take bigger chunks of companies for, you know, getting the, for writing checks. From your, own from, in, from your own investors? No. No? Okay. No,
1: because if, if you're an investor in a million-dollar fund yeah. and you're putting in 25 to 50K and then you're trying to tell me to take 200K right. and invest in five companies out of yeah. that fund, first of all, you wouldn't do that because you, you want me to spread my bets better. Second okay. of all, if you're not putting in more, how are you telling me okay, to yeah, yeah. create That's more great. from the ether? Yeah. And so, no, I think people got it. And I think the people who wrote checks got it. Yeah. They understood, like this is going to be your, your case study. This is like, mm. we're, you're going to prove something here mm. or you're not. And if you don't, you know, these people, they, everybody, the money was significant to almost everyone. Mm. I can't tell you that Mark Andreessen misses his money.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah.
1: most people in that, in our, in, our, in our LP base, it's something that they know about, they keep tabs on, mm. they care about. And absolutely, there's a few of them who are like, I just did this because it's the right thing to do. It's mm. a good thing. I feel better about myself. Cool. I don't mind that, but I, I'm really excited to happily surprise them. Yeah. You know? So, no, I don't think I was getting any of that pressure. Okay. I
0: I just heard kind of anecdotes, you know, with, I guess, with the more angel investors mm-hmm. where, you know, people were asking for a lot for a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... Yeah. and them feeling it was because, you know, they were minorities and things like that. So I just, I've heard those horror stories.
1: Yeah, so we that's what we try to do with the value too, because we Mm. understand that. Like, it takes a lot out of a founder to Mm. go through diligence. Yeah. Especially with us, because we were raising as we were deploying. Yeah. So we would meet someone, I would say, I want to be in this round. And then maybe six months later, we were able to actually do it. Right. You know, that's tough on a founder. Mm. So the founders, most of them, not all, but most of them were sort of chasing us and saying, we just really want to be a backstage company. Yeah, That is the value. What you're doing is the value. Yeah. The amount is, in some cases, it does help them for a little bit, but mm. mostly it's, it's the cachet.
0: Mm. You talk about meaningful work, like as mm. something that you're looking for in people. You know, what's interesting about that is like, obviously, you know, there's, it's a slightly different message to the core Silicon Valley message. So the Silicon Valley message is like, make the world a better place. And you're talking about meaningful work. It's kind of distinct. And I think, you know, making the world a better place, that has a kind of internal logic to it. It kind of, it's a way for investors to call their founders to kind of, you know, rise to a global challenge and Mm -hmm. things like that. Presumably there's something similar going on there in terms of, you know, looking for that meaningful work. And you're driven by meaningful work too. How do you communicate within that context of meaningful work with your own you know, portfolio companies and things Give like that. Give me a that. little bit more. Yeah, so, you know, it's like if you're motivating someone for a race, you know, they have to win the race by being the fastest. There's also a kind of physical limit to, you know, they need to kind of get through all of those kind of psychological barriers before they actually run it, yeah. you know. And, and often it's like you'd motivate someone not just on the thought of winning, but what's possible, f- you know, from winning later in life. Okay. And I guess and in your in with the whole make the world a better place type thing, it's like everyone it's tells it implicitly tells everyone to try and scale globally, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. with meaningful work it's kind of it's asking you to dig in to mm-hmm. well what I hear is you've got to dig in and go go far rather than go fast and mm-hmm. it's a diff, that's oh, a
1: different yeah. message yeah. I mean that's an interesting. I I didn't realize I was doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I don't think I kind of set it up in a way where I'm telling people to do that or or I think I get, a lot of stuff happens because I just I want to lead by example. But I don't I it's real easy to get caught, you know, um caught out. Like if you're saying one thing and then you're acting a different way. Yeah. With the number of people I interact with on a daily basis and mm. on a yearly basis, it's real easy to get caught out. So mm. I love that. I love that I'm being held to that by my peers. Like, mm. that. that's really exciting to me. And, and so I guess I just didn't know that that's what I was giving off. Mm. But, yeah, it's like, I mean, well, the world should be a better place. Cool. But, <laughs> but, like, let's be just real and authentic and make every day count.
0: Yeah. And I guess when you're looking for that meaningful work in people or, you know, companies founders who are doing something they believe in what difference do you think it makes to them that mindset because obviously you've got it and you can see it in others but does it lend more grit and things like that
1: they have it yeah i am i am not i may be inspiring certain things in people Mm. and in our founders i you know i'm I'm not gonna act like a you know false modesty thing but (laughs) i may be inspiring them to just at the very least Be able to speak their mind or be able to, you know, dream bigger and all that. Yeah. But I, it's, I didn't come in and like create these founders. They were there. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah, They were there in all of their glory and all of their beauty already. Mm -hmm. And my talent was finding them and and understanding their potential. Yeah. So I think as a portfolio, we're all sort of um, inspiring and emboldening each other to just know that there's, there's more than we all imagine mm. available to us.
0: Yeah. So one just point of clarification is like, yeah, this first five million, it wasn't like you had five million and then look for the companies. Actually, no. it was like a... Oh, no. ...happening in, simultaneously. Yes,
1: and I've said that since day one.
0: Yeah, and then um, this next 36 million, is mm. that a different one? Is that It's more... a different fund yeah. that
1: was launched... I don't know when it was launched. Earlier this year, it was announced in, in May. Okay. And it's it's a fund where we're going to be investing a million dollars at a time into okay. black women. Right. Led funds. And we're raising it.
0: Oh, you're still raising it? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's interesting too. I think people think that, you know, it's just a big bucket of money. You no, know,
1: and... <laughs> it's not. I mean, you know, from, from day one, we've we've talked about it. And again, I'll say this. We're always always mm-hmm. ahead of what's out there yeah there's always something happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. that is not out publicly so yeah <laughs> that's all i can really say what i've what i've told people is that we'll make our first two uh, two investment um, investments and announcements by the end of the year right and you can always imagine that there's more going on let me y- see i
0: Yesterday, you talked about kind of a cultural shift as well. There's a sense in which, kind of, the representation you're getting right now in the media is kind of causing, has the potential to cause another kind of wave of cultural change. Do you think there are any institutional issues that also need to be addressed? Like it's not just of course, the course,
1: but this is one way to do it. Like you talk
0: about investment as a tool. I love that. Yeah. What I mean, other tools of, do we need?
1: Well all of it so I'm not again, I'm not trying to do everything. Yeah. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not trying to do everything. I'm not. I think that there are a couple of things I can do really well that will help with this inflection point that Mm -hmm. we're in Mm -hmm. and part of it was the boldness of investing in 100 companies that was part of the Mm -hmm. reason i chose that number Mm -hmm. because i knew we'd have to see a lot of companies to get to that number so we'd have to prove that there were so many companies out there to begin with whether Mm -hmm. they were good or bad or whatever and then on top of that invest in two to three percent of those companies Mm And then, you know, and that's, that's discerning, you know, I said discerning palette, you know, Mm. like that, that is something that was important to show. Then the amplification of that, Mm. the speaking and the articles and now the Fast Company cover, Mm. I just know from the past month Mm. that that will absolutely turn into something that is media related. Yeah. Media related means representation. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of how I think about this. So I have been offered things that would really just make me rich yeah. personally and yeah. make me famous.
0: Yeah.
1: In the last month. Just yeah. straight up, make me rich, make me famous.
0: But you don't want to be the other.
1: But they <laughs> wouldn't move the needle in the right way.
0: Mm.
1: It would represent us in the wrong way. Yeah. It would be this glossy, fake crap that's not real. Yeah. So I've said no to it. mm at the same time, I'm saying yes to things that have to do with media and representation yep. that I would get paid for, yeah. but they're the right, in my opinion, way of representing. I can I can go to sleep at night feeling, and they wouldn't be the same amount of money. Yeah, it yeah, would yeah, be yeah. less, you yeah. know? But it would be like, what does that mean in 20 years? What would it mean in 20 years if my life story were told correctly, mm and that, and since I know I've had these conversations and meetings with people all over the country, mm. I know that it resonates with certain people. Mm. What would it mean to have that shown correctly, to have the book written correctly with the right rights and the right control over that for yeah. less money but with more control? Yeah. What would it look like to have the ability to create shows yeah. and to work and have other people represented? Yeah, Those things, I think about in a very methodical way yeah. because I know that whatever there's a there's this actress on Jenner Hospital um who I love and she's one of the the cast members was leaving and so she tweeted you know you're wonderful I'm going to miss you she said mm. think carefully about what you want because anything you want will happen like you you have you know and so I thought about that like mm. if I want if I if I think about it hard enough mm. and then I execute I can make some things happen. Mm. So I need to be really intentional about how I'm wielding that. And so I think about, you know, think about how many companies must have been started after the Social Network movie. Yeah. Truly. Mm. Good ones, bad ones, terrible ones, Mm. awesome ones. Because they saw themselves. Mm. These dudes at college saw themselves and said, oh, well, if that dude can do it, I can do it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I I feel that very strongly. Like, you need to recognise yourself in someone else. You know, yesterday, I loved what you said about, you know, you want your nephews and nieces to see an entrepreneur that looks like them. Mm -hmm. And they can have Rihanna too. They can go and be Rihanna Mm -hmm. too, but at least you're kind of giving them a choice. I mean, there's a lot of stamina you have for the long game. Yeah. Where does that come from? And it must, can't just be Will. I feel like it's, there's an intellectual framework too.
1: Well, thank you. Tell my high school... Teacher is that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, to me, it's, again, not 100% of this is about, like, it being the right thing to do. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with me just being kind of a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and saying, this could really work. Like, this could really work. This could really make a change and, and change the future from what it already was. Mm. And I'm already seeing evidence of that. And I want more people more and more and more people to have something, mm. to have something. Because if you think about all, so many things are related to equity. I was just at an event in L.A. with that Jane Fonda was over, okay. and she was talking about onefairwage.org, spelled out, mm. W-N-E, fairwage.org. And the whole premise around it is that there should be a fair wage for restaurant workers across the country mm. because they make some you know $2 here $3 and are based on tips and that of the 13 million restaurant workers 10 million of them are women yeah. and in this in the 43 states where there is not a fair wage legal mandate mm. the sexual harassment in those restaurants is double the seven states where there is because yeah. if you are a woman working for three dollars an hour uh, you'll do more and you'll accept more for a tip yeah you'll accept more of the leering and the yeah, yeah, yeah and i just thought that was so powerful mm. and it's things like that where it's like you know we talk about all these major things in in the world and in the country that we're really worried about like Our education is pretty poor and, Mm. you know, for supposed to be the number one country in the world and homelessness and and not to mention let me get me started around global warming and things that take us all out. Exactly. Right. But I think a lot of that can Mm. be addressed by more people of color and more women having more ownership of things. Yes. And so if I can be a part of making that go from 10 to 12, Mm. let's crank it up. Yeah, you
0: know, like that's why not try it. So one thing is also interesting is you're going global. You know, you it's not you're not just about America. Actually, You've, you're right. launching a fund in bullish England. On, bullish
1: on America. Yeah, yeah. bullish on yeah, America, yeah. but
0: you know, you're doing something in London yes. too. Um, I think that speaks very powerfully to your overall philosophy too. Mm-hmm. That is beyond just mission driven. It's it's just much much bigger. Yeah, you know, you talked about a case study. You know. You kind of have a case study sort of fermenting in yeah. your mind, and I guess what what can a case study do for you know? And I know you met, and I know I'm not going to write about the Harvard one or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But just in your just in general, like a case study, what, what would it do? Does it bring more money? It's in the or? same
1: category as representation as the TV show, okay, or the movie, or yeah. the book, or the photograph, or the billboard. Mm. Of a, or the cover of Fast Company. Yeah. The shift. Pe- I meet people all the, like every day. I meet mm. people who are like black and brown women. Yeah. Who say, I feel like I can do more now that you're on mm. that cover. Yeah. I can do more now. I can dream bigger simply because of that. It's in both. So a me. case study is please take our example, and it's not all going to be perfect. Yeah. It's not, you know, but please take our this experiment that we're in, in the middle of, mm. or in the first stages of, I should mm. say, and study it, mm. replicate it, challenge it, say mm. I can do better, please do better, please tell me you can do better, and then invest in 100 companies that are by women, people of color, please do the same thing for veterans, Yeah. please do the same thing for disabled people, please do the same thing for very specific Categories that mean something to you, mm. please uh, try to prove me wrong, and you know just the power of being an example mm. is I think the strongest thing that's the only like truly, I know that I will be wealthy because of this fund yeah. because of backstage over the next few years I know it it's mm. it's not a question to me, yeah, but even if i'm not and or even if I am something happens knock wood and I'm not around to see it the example of it is worth all of this yeah it really is